Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor. We're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. Uh, but to go ahead and talk about the playoffs, what we saw last night between Dallas and the Clippers, and of course the process and what we were just talking about, we out to we head out to the Technicom hotline and welcome on the great Rick Kamla of Sirius XM NBA fame. Rick, welcome back to the show, buddy. Nick and Josh, what's going on? I wish you all luck today on this uh, draft lottery eve. We, uh, I would say that I wish you, as a man who lived in Atlanta for quite a few years, luck back. But that would be an, uh, a blatant lie. You've had, the, you got Trey Young. You, ha- you have enough uh, luck. Uh, Atlanta does not have enough luck either. There's no question. Um, Minnesota's had fleeting luck over the years. They haven't gotten enough. I mean, you guys, it's been over 20 years since the lottery worked out for you, and you went up instead of like staying put or or dropping. Um, you know, the Charlotte Hornets need, get, need to get back to the 90s when you went up to get Zoe, when you went up to get LJ, and then obviously uh, uh, going up in the lottery to get Baron Davis. Um, but the, the cupboard's been kind of bare uh, since then. So I, I would say, and guys, I am a believer in the principle of do. Like, it, it, sometimes you just do for something, and we're talking about a generation removed from the last lottery luck that the Charlotte franchise has had. So, uh, so yeah, maybe tonight's the night. Well, Rick, I know a lot of people in Charlotte certainly hope so, but at the same time, this is not the strongest draft that we can think of in recent years, at least on paper. I look at the Hornets team now, Rick, and I see a couple of pieces that they can build around. Not a lot, but they've got a few. I love Devontae Graham. Are you as upset as we are that Devontae Graham was not a finalist for most improved player? You know what? I, I see your gripe for sure. Uh, he was on my very short list for candidates for most improved player. Uh, and, and I think the leap that he took from year one to year two was arguably the biggest in the NBA. I mean, he went to a, I mean, kind of an off the radar prospect uh, to be, and I loved him at Kansas. I, I didn't understand him slipping to the second round at all. Uh, he just had a maturity and a bounce and a, and a wetter about his game at Kansas. I was like, this guy's not getting enough credit. I'd say the same thing about Frank Mason, um, another Kansas uh, point guard who's now a prospect for the Bucks. But, uh, uh, you know, in, in terms of, of, of that scenario uh, uh, and, and looking ahead to tonight, um, you know, Anyeka Okungwa uh, from uh, USC, I think is exactly what you all need. Uh, you've got one through four set up on this Charlotte Hornets team, and I think you need that active shot-blocking big man. You know, God bless Cody Zeller, 
Uh, but to me, he, he looks very good as a backup center, as a starting center. I think he uh, uh, ends up on the short end of the stick a lot of these nights. So uh, uh, Okungwa from USC, 6'9", shot blocker. Uh, if you are in that eight range, um, I think that's where you guys should look. Rick Kamla of SiriusXM NBA on the Technicom hotline here on Wilson and Parcell. Uh, we we did get into a, another guy who is up for the most improved player in the NBA. A guy who was Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic, had a hell of a night last night with 28 points, eight boards, seven assists as the Mavericks topped the lay, uh, the Clippers to pull that series even at one. Uh, do you think that the Mavericks have what it takes to knock off the Clippers? Um, you know, we're going to find out because the, the, they have the talent to knock off the Clippers, guys. But do they have the seasoning, the maturity, the experience to close out games in the final three minutes? Uh, your Charlotte Hornets are going to be going through this, right, with Devontae Graham. It's his maturity continues. Terry Rozier still needs seasoning, okay, uh, uh, and with Bridges and with Washington. Like that young core I love, they don't know how to win yet. Okay, and it's going to take time. And, uh, and and for Dallas, you're doing it against the Clippers and Doc Rivers, so it's obviously a monumental challenge. But the Clippers have a an Achilles heel to them. Someone's always hurt. There's some disconnect at some place. It's been that way all year, whether it's George, Kawhi, uh, whether it's Lou Williams, Pat Beverly. And without Pat Bev, you don't have the head of the snake of your defense. And so everything crumbled from there, and it made Kawhi and George that much less effective on Luka Doncic. And Luka Doncic is so amazing and, and like, on such a trajectory to be an all-time great that you're not going to stop him. You're basically at his mercy. Uh, Porzingis is killing it. Seth Curry is killing it. Um, They're in this series, guys. This series is going to go long. I'm still going to stick with my pre-series prediction of Clippers and Six. Rick, I'm still mad about Game 1 and what happened to Chris Stapps Porzingis. Should he have been ejected? You know what? You've got to piece it together, right? There is a rule that you can't air punch the official. He air punched an official, uh, right? If the if the ref didn't blow his whistle for attack, I would have been happier about that scenario. But you can't air punch a an official. That's the Rasheed Wallace rule. That's why they put it in was to keep Rasheed Wallace from doing that to their officials uh, in the David Stern era. And then the second one is you're a third man in on an altercation. And did he do anything? No, he got shoved by Marcus Morris. But you getting involved triggered the double technical scenario, and you guys know two technical fouls is an automatic suspension. So uh, it's it's like unfortunate circumstances for Porzingis. But I've been one of few people that have been that have not been mad at the officials for that whole exchange. Man, Rick, I, I hear you. I just, as someone who loves upsets, it would be real nice to see Dallas up 2-0 right now. And just to put the pressure on a Clippers team with so many expectations going into the year. Rick, I, I upset some people earlier today because I said, after breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record for points in their first two career playoff games, I think it's possible, merely possible, that Luka Doncic one day, we could be talking about him as one of the three to five best players who ever lived. Am I crazy for thinking that's in the realm of possibility? No, and, and you know how people are. They hear what they want to hear, okay? And that's fine. That's part of our game in sports talk radio. But you can use words like likely, probably, uh, use words like projection. Um, but people hear Luka Doncic top five player all the time. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's, con- so let's condense that. Um, it's possible. It really is because he is, to me, the comparisons are LeBron James and Magic Johnson. Okay, both of those guys are on my Mount Rushmore. LeBron is three and Magic is four. And and he favorably compares to both of those players. 
he more compares to me to Magic Johnson. He's a little bit more of a grounded player, plays with more of a smile and more of a flair, and there are a lot of other similarities as well that I won't bog you down with. But to me, Luca is not the second coming of Bird. He's the second coming of Magic or the third coming or, or, or what, what have you. Um, and so, yes, I, I think, guys, I will promise you right now, Luka Doncic will be an MVP in this league at least once, probably multiple times. And I think he will be a champion in this league at least once. And uh, here we go with these words again, uh, probably multiple times. I think he's already been a superstar and a big-time winner overseas. Like, he's already checked that box. He's already cracked the code on how to beat grown-ass men uh, at basketball. And he did this as a teenager and, you know, basically a teenager. So now that he's a grown-ass man in the NBA, uh, it's only a matter of time before he ticks off MVPs and championships. Rick Kamla of SiriusXM NBA joining us in the Technicom hotline here on Wilson and Parcell on Sports Radio FNZ with the NBA playoffs well underway in the bubble. Rick, what has to happen for the Lakers to get back in the series tonight and and to go on and win this series against the Blazers? Great question. Um, Two things for me. Uh, And it's not activity and urgency and effort. I saw that from L.A. in game one. What I didn't see was Kyle Kuzma in the starting lineup. The best the Lakers have looked since the restart has been that game against Denver. Everybody watched on TNT. It was the game winner by Kuzma with four tenths of a second left over the 7-2 bowl bowl. But he had an awesome game, 25 points with goodies, and he was activated the most I have seen him all year with this new arrangement of James and Davis because he's been coming off the bench. He wants to start. He's been a good soldier. He hasn't uh, complained about it publicly. But everybody knows he wants to start. He's uh, probably a year or two removed from a big payday. The more stats you have, the more money you make. Um, and so you get him in the starting lineup, it just sends his brain in a very good direction. He's going to make the extra plays. He's going to dive out of bounds for loose balls. He doesn't do that coming off the bench. So let's start there. Start Kyle Kuzma. The other thing is, guys, um, I, and I don't know if they're going to, but they have to make three-point shots. I think they were 5 of 32 like 15% on three balls in game one. That's not even close to good enough against a bad three-point shooting team, let alone a great three-point shooting team like the Portland Trailblazers. So, fellas, you got to start Kuzma, and you have to find a way to hit between 35% and 40% of your threes. Otherwise, it's going to be 0-2, and then it's over. This Laker team is not winning four out of five games against this talented Blazers team. That's just not going to happen. Mm, I could I could see it, man. I could see I could see it coming a week ago. If okay, well, actually, real quick, this is not my real question, but you said LeBron's third on your Mount Rushmore. Who's two? Two is Kareem. Okay, one is Michael. Oh, okay. And uh, everybody wants to fast forward past Kareem and make it LeBron versus yep. Mike. I still think it's Kareem versus Mike. Yeah, that's a that's a great debate we could have forever. I separate the bigs from the wings, but I hear you. But either way, you you have Jordan clearly ahead of LeBron. Paul Pierce said something yesterday, Rick, where if LeBron were to lose this series this year to Portland, forget any debate about the GOAT between MJ and and LeBron. Do you agree? Not necessarily. Um, I think there is still a mathematical accomplishment equation where LeBron James can pass Kareem and then enter the mix with, with Jordan. What has to happen, though, is the 35-year-old LeBron James, who probably has three or four, like, really quality, uh, sensational seasons left. Age 39 is usually when guys uh, start to uh, completely dip in their skill level and their production. So the clock is ticking. But he needs two more championships to get to five, and then you're one off of Jordan. To me, as a historian and as a Mount Rushmore guy, that's big. 
it doesn't obviously match Michael, but damn, I mean, five versus six is pretty close, okay? And then if you look at other metrics, and LeBron has them in all-time rankings across the board and points, rebounds, uh, assists, blocks, and steals, okay, uh, that's advantage LeBron, okay? So then it starts to even out a little bit. But the other thing that LeBron James has to do, and I think that he will do this, I don't think he's going to win two more championships, but I do think he's going to do this. He's going to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at 38-387 and become the, uh, uh, the NBA's all-time leading scorer. But if you can do both, get to five rings and pass Kareem, okay, I, I think then we can have a legitimate debate about LeBron and Michael. Rick, uh, great stuff as always, man. Thank you so much for your time, buddy, and uh, I, I hope you're enjoying these playoffs as much as we are. They've been sensational. I can't wait to uh, get back to this Heat and Pacers game. Uh, Lakers Blazers tonight, man. We're in the belly of the beast, and it's really fun. Thank you, guys.